Merry Podcast. Everybody's being sustainable. <laughs> Look to the future now. Before the sea devil rises. Hello and welcome Hello. to a festive bonus edition of For What It's Earth podcast, your favourite, should be by now anyway, environment, climate change, nature, sustainability, all things eco and green podcast. It's a little present where for you. We... We've wrapped up our podcast into a little bundle, <laughs> a little unexpected one and put it in your podcast stocking. Yep. On, on Christmas morning or a bit before Christmas morning, you will be able to digitally unwrap our two voices for half an hour. Surprise. What a treat. This is what the nation needs this week. Do you know what? I, I so um, was looking back at the list of podcast episodes that we've done. And mm. I forgot how many we've done. And I was just like, oh, my, there's so many hours and hours of my voice out there. <laughs> there really is. I, I looked at our Spotify podcast as unwrapped. And I cannot remember what the figure was. I should have been prepared and brought this with us. But when it said, like, you have released X hours this year i was like oh my gosh that's a lot of me and lloyd and presumably someone's listening a lot of people are listening Hi, to be fair. okay we, huh, thanks so much both of our parents <laughs> partners and friends <laughs> no well yeah way more people are listening than i ever thought i ever thought would oh and particular shout out as well this was funny from the spotify unwrapped um to my sister who has i think probably single-handedly uh, led to the 250% increase in audience in Australia this year. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Laura, for making all your friends listen. Fantastic. What, what a year. Yeah, so if you haven't guessed, this is going to be a slightly different format for an episode because it's a little bonus fun fun situation. And we couldn't we, be bothered to do any research. Uh, we're just having a chat. <laughs> <laughs> we're just having a fun one. Yeah, Leave us so alone. We're... Get off our backs. <laughs> We've earned it. <laughs> but they've asked us so many questions, Lloyd. Yeah, oh, that is you've true. asked us questions, so we we just thought we'd have a cup of tea and answer them. And hopefully, this will be not too much of a shambles. But okay, should we start with our first question that we always do, though, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, yes, sorry, I, I, oh, I completely forgot. Yeah, it's of course. One yeah, regular please feature. Do. Please have do. you done anything good for the planet this week? Uh, I think so. Well, first of all, in the theme of Christmas. <laughs> In the theme of Christmas, I brought some wrapping paper, but made sure it was sustainable wrapping paper. So the last couple of years, anyway, I've been uh, getting the sort of like plain brown Mm. parcel paper from Mm. from, uh, the post office. And I thought this year I'll branch out of it because there are a few more waste-free shops in Swansea. And I bought some which is uh, made from recycled paper. And there's no glitter or shiny bits on it. So it's, it's decorative and yet good. Very nice. Yeah. That's good going. And then just to top got... it all off, I went on a on a litter pick. Oh, you're putting us all to shame. That's well, very yeah. good. Yeah, That's it was, was organised by my partner. And normally when we do litter picks, we normally go on the beach. But she mm. thought uh, she would lead one through the Environment Centre charity she works at. Uh, she would lead one. So just, just literally around the immediate area. So around the streets around where she works. And there were five of us, and in about an hour, we'd filled ten bags of rubbish. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, not amazing in the, the 
in one sense, yeah. but also hugely amazing. <laughs> well done, guys. Hats the, off, Bryony. Yeah. That's awesome. This is what Bryony was conflicted about when she was organising it, because she said, obviously, you want there to be some litter because you want there to be a reason for people to turn up. But you don't want there yeah. to be too much litter. <laughs> no, you want to look like you've done a good job at, at picking the litter, but you also don't want it there in the first yeah. place. But That's shout really out tough. to Coast Cafe in Swansea for giving us a free hot drink of our choice at the end of it. Oh, good deeds fast forward. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, well done. So that was my week. Um, that's, that's yeah, done. It's been a bit greener than mine, I think, probably. I have been inside, mostly, uh, crafting and making some homemade uh, presents and oh, things. Like what? Or are you not allowed to say? Um, I am trying to work out when this will be released. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I've well, been, I've give, been painting. Give two versions. Okay. One will be the, the explanation in full in case this episode's released <laughs> after Christmas and the other will be cryptic. Well, we've also literally just had the news about Christmas essentially being yeah. almost cancelled. So I don't know what my plans are anymore. We, we which made is... the mistake of checking the news before we recorded this podcast. <laughs> immediately, immediately before we press record, we paid attention to a BBC notification that was probably very unwelcome if necessary. Um, anyway... Yeah, so I, I've been painting a lot this year because it's been really kind of calming for me. I don't know, it's something that I feel a bit in control of, at least. Maybe that's why I've been really getting into crafting again. So I've been doing some paintings for family. Um, and then I've also been... So, like, I have a lot of cousins and one of the things we do every year back in the olden days of Christmas past when 20 of us would all get together um, in one in one place and we could all hug and stuff. Um, we Back in my day, <laughs> we could all hug each other. Do you, hang on, sidebar. Do you, when you watch films and things now, do you recoil when you see people like shaking hands and hugging? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, I've really kind of, it's really alien to me watching like crowded, like tube station things or, or you know, like what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, I've, I've, I've like, gotten used to watching masks. TV shows as well where they film without a studio audience. So I really love Taskmaster mm, mm. Uh, and they've been filming without an audience or the audience is next door or something mm. or in a different place. Uh, and I, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable watching it's so a show with an audience again. It's so bizarre, isn't it? Um, anyway, so the the thing that we do at my en masse family gathering every year is we all make something like handmade to give out, which is always really nice because then you get something kind of charming and thought out anyway, but also means that you do have the opportunity of making something kind of sustainable within that mix so what i've done this year is made everyone um like tree hanging ornaments but they're kind of they're slices of wood kind of circular so you can see all the tree rings so mm, I, i have technically contributed to the cutting down of a tree so i don't know maybe it isn't that great but the actual decoration has i've kind of drilled a hole in it and then i've been using um I've been doing pyrography, so kind of using like a hot soldering iron with different stamps or different oh, like nice. pointers to like burn patterns. And I've done some like Merry Christmas ones with snowflakes and then just drilled a hole and put some festive ribbon on. So we've kind of got sustainable tree decorations for like next That's really year. really nice. That's so, really, really lovely. Yeah, it's been really I, fun. I keep telling myself I'm going to make things this year and then inevitably it gets to about two weeks before Christmas and I realise I've missed the boat. Th- this is, I did have a very long day of soldering iron bits of woods. That was my... um. That was my Saturday. Nice. It was a lot in a kind of panic of, gosh, Christmas is actually almost on us. I've definitely missed all of like the post deadlines. So you'll all be getting them in New Year, family, if you're listening. <laughs> Beautiful. Should we crack on with um, the centrepiece, the, the, the Christmas centrepiece yes. of, of our podcast 
dinner. Right. I've got all of our listener questions here on my phone. I'm going to yeah, fire them Thank at you for everyone who sent them in. That was really nice of you. And it's nice to know people do listen. Yeah, there's at least a couple of you out there, which is lovely. Um, and <laughs> what I really liked actually was the diversity in them, because some of them were like very serious. I really want to know about this particular issue. Um, I, I think you guys are obviously total experts and can answer this without flaws. And they had such faith in us. And other ones were, and I'm going to start with this one. How do you get such smashing smiles? Oh, who was that? Um, our old buddy, Tom Carroll, who's actually going to be in a future episode. Uh, Tom? So, Stop. flattery gets you everywhere, apparently, onto the podcast. Um, we oh, brush yeah. our teeth, Tom, and Zoom is flattering sometimes. Yeah, a, a very carefully crafted set of filters and lenses. <laughs> uh, just joy. Podcast joy. Loving what we do. <laughs> And friendship. <laughs> okay, uh, the next one. Uh, so this one is... Um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's get... This is a fun one. So thank you, Billy, who sent this one in. Um, what was your favourite episode of the year, Lloyd? What was yours? I'm definitely interested. I wonder if ours line up. Yeah, so earlier when I said I was looking back through the episode list and I realised how much we've been talking, <laughs> mm. this was why. And so... Did you know we've done 22 episodes this, since last January? Gosh. In 2020. And we've done 10 episodes this season. Wow. I, th- I thought I'd just start you off with that little Go knowledge on. Hey, we've achieved something this year. Nice. Yeah, so we actually had plenty to choose from when it comes to which is our favourite se- mm. episode. The, I've, I've kind of broken it down as categories, kind of like a secondary school leavers Gosh. yearbook. I love this. I love this already. Okay. I mean, I've only got three, but if you can think of other categories, please do, like most likely to succeed or become president or something. Um, (laughs) Most surprising episode was actually for me the Badgers episode. Oh. Because I'm pretty sure I said this during the episode anyway, but I was just surprised at how one-sided the debate was. I kind of felt like I was missing something. But like I was sort of repeating these points like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm sure there's supposed to be another side to this argument. Mm. But none, none arose. Badgers, save them. That is Don't a kill them. very good point. That was, I did really enjoy that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Mostly because I got to go out and play with my wildlife camera yes. thing. Yeah. Which was great. Which was awesome. If you haven't seen Emma's badgers, then uh, go, go take a look. Badger bums. I've got some really good footage of badger bums going in and out of sets. I'll put them online. But I think 2021 is going to be the year of badger bums. I'm going to make bums it coming out of sets. They back out Oh, of yeah. Sets. No, sorry. You're right. Oh, okay. Going in. But the thing <laughs> is, they're looking so chubby right now because they've obviously been piling on the weight through the summer um, to get them through a slightly more barren winter. They're just big they're bone, just okay? So... <laughs> I like big badger bums, and I cannot lie. They can't lie. even go to bed without being spied on and judged. <laughs> oh no, I'm the worst. Oh. Most thought-provoking mm, okay. was the periods episode, which we released on 1st of January 2020, actually. Oh, so it yes. just, just falls into this question. Happy Most nearly year anniversary because, of our menstruation episode. Yeah, as, as, a, as a, a, a male, I don't appreciate this issue enough and it's very easy to then just completely gloss over the sustainable implications 
did my medical applications. So it was really interesting for me. Oh, good. Because I really felt like I chewed your ear off a little bit for that one, but I'm glad that no, you great. enjoyed the experience. Was, was that the episode where I listed off facts about Die Hard and football? Yes, we really pandered to mm. some quite bad stereotypes if you go back and um, try to restore the balance between men and women, when, of course, we all know that actually not all people that bleed are female and not all women bleed. But we reinforced lots of stereotypes, <laughs> didn't we, by saying, OK, let's add that in some manly facts. And that is a commonly used phrase, which I should have used and can't remember if I did in the episode. Um, oh, so, to, so to you make, take so for that. I'm okay. retroactively trying to make our content more inclusive and stuff um possibly failing anyway yeah good anyway i'm glad you glad you enjoyed that one and also funniest episode for me was lizzie daly's episode because the story of her with the scorpion in the hotel that was, was good was great that was a very felt good a bit anecdote. like graham norton on the on the on the couch like inviting them to come dig up their funniest stories stories yeah oh that is good so go on what, what was your favorite Ah, uh, okay, right. Well, I didn't, I didn't come quite so well prepared in terms of categories, but I, I think actually probably one of my favourites was the Rivers episode that we did right at the start of this season, um, because I yes. think I wasn't expecting Which to find as much two? the first one, because, mm. because I wasn't expecting to find as much as we did. Hence, we did a second one because it was a much bigger topic of With how we look stuff, after yeah. our waterways. Yeah. But no, I found it, I found it so interesting. And then I did actually get to go out on my kayak and do a science experiment for it as well, which was always fun. But I, but if I'm talking about ones that properly made me chuckle, Lizzie Daly, of course, you've already backed that one. I also loved um, the beaver one because I got to chat some of my old buddies. And speaking of old buddies, the episode we've got coming out next with Tom Carroll, our old friend from university and science communicator, one. That was so nice because we haven't spoken to him in ages and it was just really nice to have all of us on Zoom chatting. And having, never has having a proper discussion giggle. on this podcast gotten quite so surreal. No, some bits of that one may well be edited out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we veered quite a lot. It basically became like a little Zoom catch-up. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in such a long time, but um, yeah, some, some of that may not be publishable. I have yet to edit it. Well, that's a good collection. Actually, I'll tell you what I did. If we're throwing it all the way back to January, I really enjoyed our um, wildflowers and water scarcity episodes as well. Again, because yeah. there are two topics, wildflowers, wildfires, not wildflowers. That will lead you on to another question later. Mm -hmm. Because the wildfires and water scarcity were things, again, I didn't really know much about. I just got really into the research and really enjoyed. But also, like when we started this podcast, we, we sort of went over the, the more obvious, but still very important topics such as uh, fast fashion and plastics mm. and I, I remember sort of getting to the end of season one thinking well that's it we've done it all now we? there's nothing <laughs> else to do unless we just give updates on the same topics every year and then you, you realize yeah it was great fun being able to delve into much more niche mm. but absolutely as equally important subjects yeah how many things you can scrape cool. into the package of an episode is actually it's brilliant Don't say scrape that makes it sound <laughs> like we're, we're doing minimal effort here okay Okay. Which we are, but don't make it sound that way. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, next next question then. Let's see what we've got. Um, well, since I made a slip of the tongue earlier about wildflowers, you can tell what's on my mind. Um, Matt sent in, I would love to know more about what the positive effects are of greater wildflower seeding would have. So this one... Ooh. Matt, I refer you back to our episode about um, <laughs> <laughs> bees and 
probably rewilding and also insects, everything about those. Those are the kind of the key obvious things of like why greater areas left to wildflower would be awesome because they, they can really support pollinators and insects. And we all know insects are in global decline. But I did find some other things which we Ooh, I'm not sure if we mentioned new before. research? Well, or slightly deeper research than I did before, slash clicked on a different page of Google. So, Ah, you, you went to the fabled page five of Google, did you? <laughs> That's where you find the best stuff. That's where you find the slightly odd stuff. So I... Here be dragons. <laughs> so one of the things that I found was actually a lot of cultivated plants that we, we buy in a garden centre um, to make our gardens beautiful. A lot of them are bred functionally no longer to serve the ecosystem, but to look beautiful. So a lot of their, the flowers, the reproductive parts of the flower um, are actually kind of, they don't work anymore. They don't serve a function for pollinators. So they might look beautiful and we might think, oh gosh, we've got some lovely flowers in our garden, but because they're not as they would be, because they've been kind of selectively bred, they don't actually support the insects that we think we're supporting. So by having a native wildflower mix over a large um, bit of land or even the smallest bit of land in your garden, you know you are actually going to have a better impact on pollinators, yeah. which is exciting. But I also found, here's a fun thing. So if you, let's imagine, Lloyd, that you and I are great landowners. Ha, I know. We have got vast swathes of land and we're thinking, what the hell are a we going to do with this? Lord, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, perhaps this is more better advice for big landowners or like councils or places that, who, who manage a lot of land. Um, actually having uh, land given over to wildflowers is brilliant because wildflowers will actually require a lot less water and fertiliser than a lot of other plants. And because they don't actually like rich soils, they, they thrive in poor soils. Um, and if the, if the soil gets too heavily fertilised, um, a lot of other plants will then be able to grow there and they will outcompete the wildflowers. So actually, if you're trying to manage land for wildflowers, what you've got to do every year is um, let them seed, but then chop them down and then remove all of the plant matter so that it doesn't fertilise the soil. So, so then it's still overall, poor it's kind again. Of less effort It's overall. so much less effort. Better in terms of water usage and also prettier. And prettier. And less I kind of don't see a, a so downside here. Get in, get in, yeah. So that's that's the update on wildflowers. They're still cool. Still super cool. Update. They're still awesome. Okay, okay. Right. Here's a question, Lloyd. What is your biggest individual lifestyle change that you've made this year? Good. Mm. Good. Yeah. Uh, so. I think when we did a similar episode like this last year, I said it was just the fact that I was noticing plastics and being more aware of what I was buying, etc. Whereas now, this year, I think it's my reduction in spending overall. Mm. So I, I'm actually picking things up and, and making much more of a conscious decision of, do I actually need this? And is it possible to buy an alternative with less packaging or that has a better environmental footprint? They're, they're, I, I go through the sweet treats aisle of the supermarket quite a lot um, and never have I resisted so much because so much packaging is not recyclable and, you know, I, w I won't buy plastic potted yogurts anymore, that sort of thing, mm. because I'd, I'd rather try and find something with, yeah. 
Yeah, does that make sense? Was that That's a bit good. Of a ramble no, about, no, no. About me going through Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we drifted through the, the confectionery aisle, but that is okay. No, I, I think that's good. I think, I think to be honest, mine's mine's much the same. It's more that my outlook has become even more not clouded, but I look at everything increasingly through the lens of: is this the right decision to be making for me and the planet, or is it just because yeah. I want something, or it's convenient? And where can I seek an alternative? Or you know, is this the thing that I do, or? can I find a different way to do it or a different way to shop? Like I've, I think the pandemic has helped in two of the big things that have changed in my life because I don't commute anymore. Lovely jubbly. I literally walk into my spare room. So um, I'm not getting into another city every day. And I also just, I haven't bought new clothes, pretty much everything I've bought, yeah. which is so, I've bought so few clothes this year anyway. Not that I was a massive shopper in the first place, but I've bought so few new clothes and most of the ones that I have bought have been secondhand anyway. But it's that realisation of like, I do not need this, you know, we've kind of broken out of the cycle of constantly needing new when you yeah. really don't. It's all the idea of need has changed because you think, yeah. you know, oh, I, I need to have this, that or the other. And it's like, well, what's driving that need? Is it greed? I mean, this, uh, is it compulsion? jumper I'm wearing is secondhand as well. It's I'll very nice. Know. I'll be honest, you wear that during a lot of our podcast recording sessions, so I, I know do, it gets yeah. a lot of use. I do. It's, it's, it's the podcast jumper. It's very nice. But yeah, so I don't know whether that was... I think those are quite wishy-washy, but quite all right answers, perhaps? I think they're very good answers. Don't, don't tell yourself short. Right, okay. Eco baby products. That was the next question. Mm. Interesting one for us to answer, seeing as neither of us have babies. No, but we do have friends that have babies. So we peripherally, do. Oh, I, do I have done some, some Google stuff for this. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things that actually, when, when I sent you the questions, I said, or you said, um, oh God, I've never thought about that before. We should do yeah. an episode on it. And again, it's because neither of us have babies that it's not something that we'd actually thought of, but actually for people having children like babies are very wasteful or can generate a lot of waste yeah. not just in the brown and I mean, yellow variety babies aren't consciously wasteful they don't make you know no, they, they don't yeah. choose to be wasteful <laughs> no but everything around having a baby absolutely yeah you know does generate yeah. a lot of waste so i thought that one was really interesting so no uh, yeah nappies let's talk about nappies let's so of my friends that have had babies both of them have said that this has been the biggest thing for them wondering what on earth to do about nappies because you just go through so many of them and both of them completely independently of each other have come up with the solution of okay well in the early days when they're really really young when they're newborns and they're just flying through them they've got like bamboo based like single yeah. use nappies so i mean maybe they still end up in landfill if you put them in the bin i'm not entirely sure what happens to them but at least they're not they're but not threaded with they're, plastic it's a choice yeah yeah and actually, somebody I do know uses some called Mama Bamboo or Mama Bamboo, and they can be put in your own, like, if, if you have a massive compost bin, you can kind of put them in your own compost um, if they're only soiled with urine. Um, uh, of course. Because you, you don't really want the poo in your, in your compost. But then when they've grown up a little bit and they're slightly bigger, they move them to kind of fabric nappies. And there are so many different varieties of these. These are brilliant. They're yeah. brightly coloured. They look way more exciting. The, like reusable ones as opposed to, yeah. Yes. So not, not like the linen cloth tied around your waist, but yeah, one of these proper put them on. And then they have these kind of like pockets 
in in the bum area and you can take in and out <laughs> like it's got like a removable bit that you soil so you can kind of change the nappy three times in a day yeah or i don't know how many times but you don't always need to in change the, the whole nappy. Area. yeah and you can just you can wash the bum area <laughs> and you can buy like tons of the bum area bit and then a couple of the um full nappy pants situation can you tell i don't have kids <laughs> No, no, not <laughs> but, at all. But both of these friends absolutely love them. And actually both of them have independently said that the Bambino brand, they Bambino. absolutely love. And they're really funky. They're such like amazing colours. Well, you know what? I recently was told by a friend with a baby that actually the Welsh government, uh, so where I live, I come under the Welsh government, will give vouchers to mothers to help buy reusable nappies. This is amazing. And then I did a bit of a Google, and it turns out it's more than just the Welsh government. Um, if, if you're in the UK, there are quite a few councils, not all of them, unfortunately, and it sort of varies uh, anywhere between like 30 to £100 vouchers, or some councils will just give you like a, 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 a trial kit or something so you can see if they're worth it, which is still better than nothing. But there's quite a few councils in the, in the UK, so... All, all four nations, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, that will often offer some sort of voucher or incentive uh, or something. And I've got this information from the very repu- reputable fillyourpants.com. I love this so much. <laughs> it's so brilliant. you just know that has to be true. Yeah, there was actually, I don't know if you saw it, I think it did end up washing up on your coast as well as mine. Um, there was a tanker who lost some of its shipping containers in recent months, I think in November, off the, off the not far off the Bristol Channel. And um, one of the, or a couple of the tankers had nappies um, in, and like but like plastic nappies. And they just got distributed all along the Devon and South Wales uh, and just were washing up on beaches. And it was just shredded bits of plastic and there were so many amazing volunteers going and picking up all of this stuff from the beaches but you know you have no there's no telling how much is still left in the ocean or is now buried by sand and will come back later for some reason i was imagining slightly more comical uh vision of nappies just absorbing all the (laughs) seawater just to to reveal fish underneath but but yours is much more harrowing yeah and disturbing yeah well actually some of the gels they use in the absorbent lining of these probably kind of quote-unquote normal um single-use nappies are full of all sorts of nasty chemicals as well it's another reason you don't want them in the environment yeah i'm not sure why you'd want them on your baby's bum if you don't want them being eaten by a dolphin don't know if you want it on your baby's bum um but they'll put all sorts of things like lotion and chlorines and, and all sorts of yeah it's generally generally stuff to avoid so some of the like kind of bamboo based nappy brands will also avoid the chemicals that you'll find mm. in these kind of jelly bits but speaking of bamboo stuff I, I remember i'm pretty sure i used it as one of my one good things ages and ages ago because uh, a friend of mine had a baby and i got them some bamboo muslins it was yes yeah yeah and also some some wooden toys so you can there are websites where you can buy sustainable wooden child's toys mm. and you can rent toys as well because kids grow so quickly and you you can oh, actually like rent toys idea. for their age group for a period of time and which kid, is kids quite always a cool get bored idea. of their toys as well yeah yeah is that enough on kids are you ready for another question yeah, yeah okay. well, was, we're flying well, through we we're flying through um what's the plan for the podcast next year what a terrifying keep doing question. it <laughs> i guess <laughs> Yeah, just same old, same old. Uh, fewer mistakes. Maybe. I mean, yeah, we're both crazy busy people. That, we're that wasn't a brag. Sell it's ourselves out tough. to merchandising. Put, put our logo on 
all sorts of stuff. Coasters. Yeah. Um, um, all, all kinds. We have actually had some interesting chats with potential sponsors, but we haven't... Mouse mats. ...nailed those things down. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we did say, actually, we were going to do more merch this year and we haven't done a single thing. So perhaps that will, that will come. Yeah, perhaps indeed. Yo-yos. Is there a big mm. market for, for yo-yos these days, Lloyd? Oh, there will be. We can do sustainable bamboo yo-yos. Oh, now we're talking. Now, and we'll, we'll send them out to those, those Rent Kids Toys websites. It'll be great. I smell a business venture. Okay. If this is a good one, actually, if you could buy one luxury sustainable item, what would it be? And I think this one's hard because it it doesn't define luxury or sustainable, mm. but, you know. So these could be items that, for example, are not currently sustainable, but in our dreamland they could be. Oh right, okay. I thought I no, took well, it as. I, I don't know. I'm just potentially. I, I the so I saw it as so the items that I would quite I had two two ideas pop to mind. I don't know if I would call them luxury, but they're not affordable for me at the moment. So for me, they're luxury. Okay. Does that count? One would be yeah. solar panels. Ooh, I'd really nice. like solar panels on the house. Do you get enough sun where you are? We've got like a, I was going to say, we've got a pointy roof as if most houses don't. And um, <laughs> yes, I think one side of it would probably do okay. okay. I like it. I like it. But that would be, in this luxury land where I can afford them. What, what was the question again? Could you read it out again? If there was one sustainable luxury item you could buy, what would it be? So my other one was I would like an electric camper van. That's a luxury oh, item. Yeah, that is. And something yeah, I definitely cannot afford. You could just, so that's what I would do. You'd be, feel so smug, wouldn't you? Mm, pootling around, exploring, you know, getting Emitting to see nothing. all of our amazing wildlife and exploring the UK, but just like... Just plugging in, charging just get up. Free. Just, just get free. Yeah, just flipping the bird at gas stations. Be great. All right, I, I'm going to go completely off the deep end and say I want an electric jet. Oh, not even car. Jet, not even nice. Car. I want a jet. Because obviously flying is terrible for the environment. Mm. I'm pretty sure they're starting to develop electric engines for planes. Mm. I just, I want an electric jet. They've developed some which can have like nine seats. Oh, so you just yeah. pick a few mates and you're golden. Or I Please wish they would, <laughs> they, they would hurry up and develop that sort of um, the maglev technology. But, you know, that they were like doing hyperloops and stuff. Oh. But, but less rubbish than they actually turned out to be. But like proper hyperloops where you just like jump in a little pod and it just like shoots you along with magnets and you oh, just go like quite hundreds scary. of miles an hour underground. This, yeah, I, I feel like fair. we've deviated from what the question, like the spirit that's of the okay. actual question. <laughs> I think that's all right. That was, that was, did that, I, Tom, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Planes and camper vans. Can you tell we've been housebound this year? <laughs> Help mm. us. Help us, please. Okay. And um, we had a question about kelp forests and their destruction for face cream. Yeah, so this that was interesting. Was, yeah. This, this drove us into a bit of a research spiral. So first actually. of all, thank you for the idea of uh, doing a whole episode on kelp, because we, we will now. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Kelp is way more interesting than I expected. Yes. So this was really difficult, because I couldn't find much that specifically talked about face creams. Uh, I mm. understand where the question's coming from, because suddenly seaweed is in everything. Like, everything. 
and deforestation, I'm not sure if you call it deforestation destruction dredging, forest, I think, dredging yeah. is a serious issue uh kelp forest in scotland for example yeah particularly in scotland so but there's a there's I a product find in much the... about face creams specifically no yeah that's the thing right so there's a product in kelp or that can be extracted from kelp called alginate which is a biopolymer and it mm. can be used in face creams and cosmetics but it's also used in a lot of food processing and the textile industry oh, you can also use it as a plastic substitute yes yes you're mm. right i forgot about that you can do an experiment and, um, at home with alginate where you, you um mix you mix alginate with something else and then with for example fruit squash and then you let it set into like beads or bubbles and then you can just like put the weird weirdly textured pods in your mouth wow all yeah. right have fun That's with that cool. one everyone go and deforest some kelp nice yes um that's exactly what i'm advocating (laughs) so the reason this is bad is because kelp forests actually um they do a similar thing to seagrass and seagrass has been in the news a lot recently because they're really important absorbers of carbon so they photosynthesize in the water they'll boost oxygen levels in the water by doing that but they'll also absorb co2 or carbon from carbon dioxide from the water um which is great because uh the ocean is basically absorbing more and more carbon dioxide the more there is carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So this is causing ocean acidification, which is killing off all sorts of coral and disrupting loads and loads of species. Which is bad. Very bad. If the marine (laughs) biologist Lloyd says it's bad, you know it's bad. So by absorbing more carbon dioxide... Yeah, exactly. You are literally an expert. Um, I just Googled stuff. (laughs) But so, so by absorbing more carbon dioxide from the water, they're really good at potentially helping us to reduce some of the ocean acidification that might be happening, but also acting as a brilliant carbon sink. So they're not actually, even, even looking at it only in terms of climate, they are not a, uh, a ecosystem that we want to go about dredging up to put in cosmetics. Um, because of course, I mean, they're also fantastic um, ecosystems for a plethora of marine life. So the answer to that question was, we don't know. We will keep looking. That is what we found. It is happening. we will do a full episode on kelp. We are. We are going to. Yeah, there's been lots of talk of this all in Scotland. Um, and there's been a lot of like, will they, won't they? Yeah. You know, government backing bans, but then field trials also happening. And I will make sure that I write a lot of puns, because I imagine it's a very good gold mine for puns. I can imagine the title of the podcast will be something like Lord Kelpus, that sort of thing. Like help. Oh kelp. right, got it. Nice. I like oh, that. No, a lot. obviously not. If you took, oh no. No, it, but but if it was written down, I would have got it faster, and everyone will see it written down in their podcast player. Yeah. No, I like it. Watch out for Lord Kelpus next next year. <laughs> Fabulous. Have we got any other questions? Let's end on one really nice question, which kind of sums us up as a podcast. I think. Um, what do you think the small things are? that we can all do which would make the biggest difference in terms of you know planet saving activities eat less meat mm. that is the biggest one unfortunately yeah. uh, I, I, I say unfortunately i know a lot of people uh, see very reluctant to give it up which is fair enough i still eat meat now and again but if i think the un was saying that 70 percent reduction overall in eating meat would really dramatically help fight climate change and co2 mm. emissions it's yeah it's one of the e- I would say it's almost the easiest thing you can do in terms of biggest payback for the environment Mm. is eat less meat or at the very least 
substitute your meat for like think okay rather than beef let's have more chicken or look for meat which is produced in Britain if it, this is assuming yeah. you are living in the UK because British meat tends to be two and a half times will produce two and a half times the less emissions than the global average and also yeah the fact that you're eating local mm at all helps with travel emissions and yeah eat, eat less meat i suppose that's definitely yeah one of the biggest kind of planetary paybacks you get i think i'd also throw into the mix think about your transport and how you're getting around do you need to be driving um i think is a big one if you if you could if you could trade your car for i don't know walking or cycling or public transport yeah. That would be great. But I think the biggest one is just looking at everything you do and thinking, where has this come from and what is the impact of this? Yep. If you just ask yourself those two questions, you start to unravel this horrible, crazy mindset of what impact am I having? And yep. you start to, and it can be a little bit depressing. And I, I get that this fuels eco-anxiety massively. I've felt it quite hard this year where you realise how interconnected everything is and how badly set up the systems that we live in are to help us make good decisions for the planet. But I think by having that as your go-to mindset, okay, I know I want this. What are the impacts of this thing? And then just making making some of your decisions based on the planet, not just convenience. Yeah, I think I think changing your mindset, that unravels a whole way of life that will be slightly better as well so i don't know i think that was possibly a bit rambling but that's no, my no that was that was very good mm. Five and stars. change your energy supplier that's the one i'm telling everyone yeah. to do this year change yeah. your energy supplier whenever it comes vote to your contract your can be changed yes vote with your money and your actual votes yeah we're, we're, yeah we're, we're wow we're and <laughs> covering and actually, all bases yeah okay so i don't know whether that was so hopefully, Andy, thanks for sending that in. Hopefully that is, is of some use. Change your energy supplier, stop eating meat and think about things. Yeah. The open-ended response that is think about things. You can do it, Andy. <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we, should we wrap up for the year then? Yeah, I'm going to go treat myself to another Christmas beer. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's the same as regular beer, but next to a Christmas tree. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. I might yeah. have a Christmas gin and virtually oh. join you. There we go. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us for an entire year. So again. long, 2020. We're looking forward to seeing you again soon. Take care of yourselves and everyone else <laughs> and the planet. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Everything that we've said in this podcast is an opinion of our own. If you have a problem with it, take it up with us and not with anyone that we work for or are affiliated with. See you next year. Bye. Bye.